It's time for the Moving the Chains podcast. Your home for high school football coverage in the Palmetto State. Every team, every game, every week. And now your host, Kevin Thomas and Jarrell Hendricks. Welcome in to Moving the Chains. I'm Kevin Thomas alongside Jarrell Hendricks. We're back again for our round one of the playoffs, uh, Moving the Chains recap show here for South Carolina High School Football. Jarrell, you know, looking at week or round one, we were thinking maybe we won't see a lot of great games. You got a lot of the one-four matchups and blowouts and whatnot. You know, we did still see some blowouts. We saw a lot of upsets and a lot of really close and crazy games, too. Most definitely, yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard to predict. I know my uh, pick em bracket was in shambles because I didn't know which way to go. You know, I picked a lot of home teams. But, yeah, we did see some upsets. I uh, saw some really close contests. Um, then, like you said, we did see some blowouts, some teams that we did expect to win, some teams that were overmatched, especially in those one-fours. Uh, but overall, just another great week of football. Exciting to get the playoffs kicked off. But let's talk about it a little bit more in depth. Yeah, this is you guys' first time today. We really appreciate you. Check us out, movingchains.com. That's got links to all of our stuff that we do. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at movingchains, M-O-V-I-N-C-H-A-I-N-S. Same as YouTube there. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, et cetera. Drill and I do a recap show on Sundays to recap the action from the week before. Definitely tune in for that. That's audio only on those podcast outlets. I do a live preview show weekly at 7 o'clock with John Epps over on Facebook Live. Tune in for that. We do play, we do post it on uh, you know Facebook and, and YouTube after that as well. But tune in live to get some engagement going there. Drill and I did some great interviews last week. We had Coach Jamar McCoy from James Island on last week. We've had Coach Adam Holmes from Great Collegiate a couple weeks ago. Got a couple more good ones lined up for you starting this week as well. So a lot of really cool playoff uh, action and playoff thoughts coming here the next few weeks as we get into that uh, road to Columbia. But Drill, let's give a quick shout out to our sponsors here before we get into a breakdown of the game that John and I were at on Friday night. Carolina Orthopedic and Neurosurgical Associates is our Game of the Week sponsor. Kona offers the most advanced training and experience in orthopedic surgery, neurosurgery, sports medicine, and pain management in the upstate. Kona offers a synergistic approach for the spine, skeletal system, nervous system, and supporting structures, meaning total quality care for your optimal health. Three convenient locations in Spartanburg, Duncan, and Greenville. Go to Kona.care to learn more about Kona services. That's C-O-N-A dot care. Get your head in the game with Founders Federal Credit Union. See how Founders membership could elevate your financial game. Train your financial skills with our wide array of financial tools and services. Visit RelaxJoinFounders.com today to see if you qualify for membership. Relax with Founders Federal Credit Union. Kevin and John were over at Chandler Stadium on Friday night. We had a thrilling matchup. We had a two-versus-four seed in the 5A playoffs, which pitted Hillcrest against Burns. Absolute, you know, just great game. Hate that I wasn't there to, to what, witness it in person, but I was definitely keeping up with the, the live tweets and all that. Uh, but, Kevin, just tell the folks, you know, some of the details of what transpired here um, and just, you know, that heartbreaker for Hillcrest, but a great, great victory for those Burns Rebels. Yes, it was a game that kind of got out of hand early, but the Rams fought back and, and made it certainly uh, exciting there at the end. Uh, Burns won the toss and deferred. Hillcrest got the ball first. They were driving down, kind of a, a surprise decision here. They decided to, go, decided to go for it on fourth and three from Burns 25. Instead of going for a short pass or a run, they kind of tried to hit a home run down the seam. 
Um, Judy just missed it. Burns takes over with 10 minutes left to go there. Burns goes forward on fourth and three on their first drive from Hillcrest 48. Pass calls incomplete. Hillcrest gets it back, 740 to go. So both teams kind of just working out the kinks there early. Uh, Hillcrest has a good drive going, settle for a field goal to 46 yarder by Stephen Dyer. Ends up being blocked by Burns. Rebels ball at 532 left in the first quarter at their 20. And this is when the scoring started here. The Rebels drive down, capitalize a run uh, with a six-yard touchdown by Camarius Bomar out of the Wildcat. They go up first 7-0. A key play on that drive drill was a 25-yard scramble by uh, Colby Shaw. Guys, you don't think it's going to run it a whole lot. Had an yep. opening, uh, saw some, some 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 daylight there, and was able to take off to keep that drive going. They go up 7-0, three minutes to go in the first quarter. They exchange punts again, and that is kind of where uh, that the quarter ends at seven to nothing. Next drive for Hillcrest start start the second quarter. Uh, they have a, a deep kind of corner route they're trying to throw there. The guy is open. Judy underthrows it a hair. Mack Long comes with a pick for Burns there. They get the ball at the Rams forty eight. They're able to capitalize, get a field goal, thirty seven yard by Jacob Coleman to go up 10-0, 7-52 left in the second quarter. And this is where it started to kind of get the danger zone for Hillcrest here. Um, they, they drive. They have to punt it away. Big run from our big return from Armani Weaver. They also could call for a personal foul. They take over at Hillcrest 24-yard line. They score pretty quick after that. A four-yard touchdown by R.J. Livingston. They go up 17-0, five minutes to go in the quarter. On the ensuing kickoff, they run a fake reverse. The Hillcrest returner is hit, fumbles the ball. Burns gets it again at Hillcrest 25 they score quickly again, a one-yard run by R.J. Livingston. This time, they go up 24 to nothing, a minute 43 left to go into that quarter. And then Avery McFadden basically keeps the Rams in it here. He returns a 90-yard kickoff return of the uh, ensuing kick to kind of get them a spark, get them back in the game there, going into the half at down 24 to 7. A huge play there going into the half. But, uh, Drew, that was uh, you know, a first half that it really kind of got loose there when, when Burns takes over the 25-24 back-to-back drives. They score quickly late. And that was just, I mean, that was a game changer right there. Most definitely. But I got specifically, you know, not being able to see it, but it seems like the special team for Hillcrest has been like the most Jekyll and Hyde situation or unit for that team. It's, you know, it giveth and it taketh away. I mean, they've had these big explosive kick returns all year, but their issues in the field goal team have really hindered them. I mean, that's why they're in this position playing Burns in the first round in the first place. Instead of having that one seat, we saw him at T.L. Hannah a few weeks ago, had some kicks blocked, some situations there. So we see early in this first half where it rears its head, where they have a kick blocked. This goes on to be a three-point game, so you hate to, you know, just harp on that one particular unit. Uh, but it, it seemed to be a common theme and overall the Achilles heel for the Rams this season. Special teams will certainly come to play again here in the second half. Uh, so starting the second half, the Rebels get the ball first. They drive right down. They score on a 23-yard touchdown pass from Colby Shaw to Ethan Morris. They go up 31-7 to with eight and a half left in the third quarter. And we think it's kind of over at that point. Honestly, draw 24 points there um, early in the third. That's tough. But the Rams come right back, score in a minute and one second. Capitalize on a 10-yard touchdown pass from Bennett Judy to Jalen Neal. Go down 31-14. And that's the score in the third quarter. So they've got, you know, 12 minutes left, down 17 points. Still a very tough hill to climb. But the Rams didn't quit. Uh, they go for fourth down. They had the ball to start the fourth quarter. Jen, ben and Judy get sacked. They give it back to Burns, 10-18 left. They force a quick three and out. They get the ball at their 45 down, 31-14, 9-21 left in the fourth quarter. They come back, score on a 13-yard touchdown pass, pass from Bennett Judy to Logan Cauldron. They go down 31-21, 8-58 left in, the, left in the fourth quarter. 
kind of make it interesting there down 10 after you get a yeah. quick score there. Burns was not able to, you know, get anything going there. A quick three and out um, that previous drive. They get the ball here. They do get a couple first downs here. Um, they go to a fourth and short lineup to go for it. Actually drop Colby Shaw back for a pooch kick. It bounces into the end zone. Rams get the ball at the 20, 625 left down 10. Bennett Judy capitalizes this drive, throws a 46-yard pass to Logan Coulter down the seam. One of the better throws I've seen all year. Just couldn't place it any better. They're going down 31-28, 5-16 left in the fourth quarter. Burns gets the ball. They go three and out really quickly. Hillcrest forces a sack on the first play, and you get back-to-back incompletions from Shaw. You know, Burns uses about 40 seconds off the clock there, and that was it for putting it back to Hillcrest. And here comes special teams, Jarrell. On that punt, it's a, it's not a good one. It's a one-hopper to McFadden. He fields it about the 50, comes in the left sideline, returns it to Burns' 26-yard line here. Um, so Hillcrest has the ball first and 10 from the 26, down three points with 427 left. You think that all of a sudden a team that was down 24 about a quarter ago now has all the momentum and a really good chance to win this ball game. First down, Logan Coulter handoff, runs for two or three, and then what I think was probably the play of the game here at Jarrell, a second down play, Judy drops back, has a crosser, um, hits him in his hands wide open, would have been a first down, drops the pass. A uh, huge, huge drop there. Really a game changer because on third down, Burns dropped eight in coverage, only rushed three. Nobody open. That should take a sack. And the Rams have to attempt a 48-yard field goal, field goal by, by uh, Stephen Dyer. He kicks it, has all the leg he needs, but misses it wide left. They give the ball back to Burns with 245 left in the fourth quarter. Burns a uh, couple of runs here to get into third and six. Camarius Bowen actually left the game early with a shoulder injury. Darrell comes back in here late in the fourth quarter when the team needs him. It goes to third and six. Bowen in at the Wildcat. He gets a snap, rolls out right. Everybody thinks he's going to run. Actually pulls up, throws it to the tight end, gets a completion to give them a first down with 206 left, clock rolling. And then that was basically all she wrote. Um, you know, Hillcrest was able to stop Burns. First down, second down, it was third and one. They run it. They stuff Bowmore again. But the play clock and the game clock sync up perfectly, basically, and that is the end of the game. Uh, Burns wins it 31-28. They don't have to run a, a fourth down play there. They will go on the road to face Blythewood next next week in round two. Just a, a great ball game, Jarrell. Uh, you know, Burns, such an emotional day. I know they had a couple kids who were in a, bit, a bad car accident leaving the breakfast on Friday morning. Uh, went into surgery Saturday. Everything went well from what I'm hearing. So hopefully uh, they continue to, to, to uh, get better and we'll keep them in our prayers for sure. And then on the Hillcrest side, you know, a team that was down 24 points multiple times in this game to fight back to have a, a legitimate shot to at least tie, if not take the lead and win the game late. Just hats off to Coach Shaw and Coach Freight for both of these programs. Just a, a heck of a ball game. And actually said it, said it on our Twitter spaces Friday night, Drell, that you, you hated to see their, either team lose because – both these teams had a potential to make a deep run and, and win multiple games here in the playoffs. Yeah, that's literally the, the only shame in this, that this is a first-round game in the playoffs. Um, and it's just a testament to, like you said, both of those coaches in these programs, they both know how to win. They both have showed the heart of a champion throughout the season. Um, they both faced adversity and, and battled back. And, you know, it's kind of a microcosm in this game of, you know, the resiliency that both of these programs have shown um, throughout this season. Uh, you know, your heart breaks, you know, like you said, for this being a first-round game because we're, we're going to lose a, a great team in Hillcrest. 
Uh, and, and, you know, we're going to lose some some star players. You know, their eligibility runs out. You would have liked to see them play a couple more games. Uh, but all the credit in the world goes to Burns and Coach Shaw and the players over there. They've, they've battled injuries. Um, you know, they've played in the toughest 5A conference um, in South Carolina and just continued to fight. I mean, we saw it last week in their game against Gaffney, you know, how they were able to go in there, and, you know, in a game that didn't mean anything as far as playoff seating. Um, but they they still they won that game, used that momentum against Hillcrest. I mean, that's impressive. That's that's one of the most impressive two game runs um, that we've seen so far to knock off Gaffney at home and then go to Chandler Stadium and knock off Hillcrest um, in the first round here. Just just really, really good football. I just hate that it was the first round. Uh, just really excited to see what Burns does because, you know, they play Blythewood next week, and I, I think they're going to knock off Blythewood. I think they're just a better a better football team um, than they are, you know, as long as they don't, you know, deal with those more more injuries and things like that. Uh, but just really excited for, for what the Rebels are going to do. And we can even look further ahead. I mean, it's a situation where they may get another rematch with Gaffney in round three. Uh, but, yeah, your heart breaks for Hillcrest. Tremendous season, uh, you know. Hopefully, you know, they can keep it together. I'm pretty sure Coach Freight has another another core group coming up, you know, through his JV ranks. Um, they're going to be a, a team and a program that's going to be reckoned with for a long time. On the burn side, you know, R.J. Livingston being back healthy was was just a key for those guys. You know, he ran the ball, I think it was 20 times, 21 times for 100-plus yards, had a really good game, really shifty. There were several times throughout the night where I thought that Hillcrest had him in the backfield. He's able to yeah. escape, get four, five, six, seven yards, whatever it was. Played a really good game for them. Um, you know, Shaw did a great job getting the ball to the playmakers, Cook, Weaver, things like that. I mean, they've got the talent drill all over the field. We said that all year long. And I think I said on the preview show that you may not have found a better game for tonight with more athletes than what you had in this game. You know, looking at Kai Cook, Bomar, Armani Weaver on the Hillcrest side, you got guys like Avery McFadden, Logan Cauldron, Jalen Neal, just studs everywhere. Um, and then, you know, I do want to give a, a you know a shout out to both coaches as well, because we talk about a drill at the lower levels, you know, 1A, 2A, even some 3A about guys playing both ways. You know, you love to see that. Both these coaches had guys playing both ways in the playoffs. I, I loved that. I know, I know I saw Kai Cook playing some some DB along with Bomar. I think a little Weaver, too, possibly out there. On the Hillcrest side, I saw, uh, you know, Avery McFadden playing DB, playing both ways. And I think that's just smart coaching. I mean, just getting your best guys on the field. I don't care how many guys you got on the sideline. You want your best 11 to play. And if these guys are up to the task, do it. So hats off to Coach Sean Coach Freight for, for not being afraid to put those guys in both sides uh, of the ball as well. But, you know, I do want to say, I think it's the key plays, like I mentioned earlier, the key situations for me were in that first half, uh, the big punt return with the personal foul, Burns get the ball at the 25, they score quickly. And then the, the ensuing kickoff, Hillcrest fumbles, Burns get the 25 again, score again right away. And then the key dropped uh, second down pass there on that last drive for Hillcrest. Those were the, were the keys kind of moments for me. And, you know, you hated to see it come down to something like that. Uh, but, just, just a great game, well played on both sides, uh, a lot of fun to be at, great atmosphere. The Burns oh, yeah. crowd was great. The Hill, Hillcrest crowd was great. But just a, a lot of fun. Like I said, hate to see a team lose, but this Burns team has a lot of confidence now, and their team I think can make a run. Um, you know, I, I like them to win this week as well. But it should be a lot of fun to follow them here as the playoffs uh, continue to roll. Most definitely. Yeah. Looking forward to continuing, continuing to follow Burns throughout – um, just to see, really excited to see, you know, forecasting for next year, what Hillcrest brings back. I know they're going to be led by Avery McFadden, their do-it-all, you know, weapon there. Uh, but just that just sounds like a whale of a ball game and, and really excited that you guys got to check that out. And uh, I'm sure the fans, you know, really enjoyed it as well. 
So that uh, wraps it up there. Burns a winner, 31-28 to 28 over Hillcrest on Friday night. Kevin, that's a great wrap for that game there. Again, we had Burns knocking off Hillcrest, kind of an upset, but not really. They win that game 31-28. to 28. Moving on to the rest of our games of the week, presented each and every week by Kona, our great friends over there. Uh, we go down to the low country. As you mentioned earlier, we had that great interview with James Island coach Jamar McCoy and his Trojans are able to win down there in the backyard. They knock off York 32-14. to 14. Um, That defense just continues to give teams fits uh, for James Island. I think it, they even forced a quarterback change in this game, uh, just continually just stifling teams, uh, just getting enough on offense and just a, a bunch of tremendous playmakers for the Trojans. No doubt about it. You know, Wishy Ravenel had a big game along with the Scott guys running the ball there. Uh, Nixon had a good game throwing the ball there. The Trojans are tough, man. I think that puts them at, what, 83 points allowed so far this year. That's all. I mean, they're playing lights out on defense. You know, they're at home again this week. They play Irma this week. I like their chances there as well. Coach McCoy, just hats off. You know, he can't say enough about what he's been doing uh, down there with that program. Most definitely. Again, that's James Island knocking off York 32-14. to 14. And then the next one, we had South Point. They beat Greer 38-14. to 14. Got to say, we kind of saw this one coming. Um, Greer had been playing some good ball as of late, just not able to match up with South Point on both sides of the ball. The Stallions are really tough. They had some. They had a tough go of it, you know, middle of the season. They ran into a bus all down with South Florence, lost a couple close games in region play, um, in a, probably one of the toughest regions in 4A. But they're able to get the job done round one winning that game 38-14 to 14 over the Yellow Jackets. This is a great win for them. You know, Greer had not had the best season. They were 4-6. and six. They were averaging, I think, 48 points the last three games. And to hold them to 14, you know, we talked about last week, player of the week, Daniel Martin had 270-plus on the ground, another 20-something receiving, like five touchdowns. They really shut him down. You know, A.J. Miller, Barksdale, those guys on the side of the ball played a great game, phenomenal game. Because Greer also is not an easy place to play. You know, under the water tower there, it's, it's a tough atmosphere. Great win for the Stallions. Great job by Coach Collins getting those guys kind of off the mat there. Huge win for South Point. Um, I mean, in a really a non-competitive game there Friday night. Yeah, for sure. And South Point's a team that, you know, I was down on, especially with the performance against South Florence throughout the year. But we look up now. I mean, they're, they're playing much better ball down the stretch. They're sitting at, what, eight and three now? Mm -hmm. You know, it's a down season for them. Good for a, a, a lot of programs across the state. Uh, so you like to see that win there. I think Greer's a pretty young team team um, so hopefully they'll be able to bounce back next season uh, but that game ends up 38 to 14 and another one a game that we expected to be a little bit closer with Lakeview over Whale Branch um, pretty big margin of victory here 43 to 21 Whale Branch a team that you know had a lot of momentum early in the season we thought that you know they were going to be a top five team and a Lakeview just takes it to them on Friday night I was really surprised by this score I mean you know, I, I picked Lakeview to win I thought it'd be clutch. You know, Well Branch, a team that was really high in the polls for a long time this year. Um, they played some good football there. I know it's not an easy road trip, road, road trip going to Lakeview, but Lakeview's getting hot, playing some good ball. You know, they won loss also to Lamar by I think seven a couple weeks ago. Again, they could have won, had a nice win over Hannah Pamplico a couple weeks ago, nice win over Ladd a couple weeks ago. You know, Shahid Dawkins is back and healthy. Logan Jones playing good ball for those guys. Um, they're gonna be tough. Uh, I was with her long kid get better at quarterback. The Wild Gators are a tough out, as always, and they played really well on Friday night. 
Yeah, and like you mentioned that game against Lamar. That's a game they should have won, not could have won. They, they kind of stumbled um, when they had some opportunities in the red zone and just weren't able to get it done. But they did on Friday night and took care of business against Well Branch. But moving on, Kev, we go to our skis a game of the week. Um, a lot of these skis of games, you're going to see matchups with teams that played in the regular season just due to numbers. Uh, but this is a, a score that was flip-flop from the regular season. We had Trinity Collegiate knocking off Ben Lippin. This is a, a great turnaround for the Ben Lippin program. They really struggled last season, but they fall in the first round of the skis of playoffs 28-21 to 21 on Friday night. Ben Lippin beat this team 56-22 to 22 in the regular season, Darrell. Um, it, crazy to see, I think it's maybe five weeks ago they played, four weeks ago. Yeah. To see a turnaround. And, you know, this Trinity team has played well. They shut out Lawrence Manning two weeks ago last to end the regular season. Come back and, and play this game so well and to beat a very good Ben Lippin team, like you said, played great. You know, big games from Hardy and Scott and those guys there, there on offense for them. Just uh, an impressive, impressive win for the Titans on Friday night. Most definitely, but we definitely want to give a shout out to Coach Bennett Weigel. We had him on, you know, his first season with the program there. Uh, just a remarkable turnaround, getting that buy-in from those players, you know, his staff and things like that. You know, it's it's it hurts to lose round one, uh, but definitely just a lot to build on for that program going forward. And like you said, Trinity Collegiate, they're getting hot, playing really well down the stretch. Um, so happy for those kids there. But once again, our games of the week presented by Kona, we had Burns knocking off Hillcrest 31-28. James Island beats York 32-14. South Point over Greer 38-14. Lakeview beating Well Branch 43-21. In our Skiza game of the week, we had Trinity Collegiate knocking off Ben Lippin 28-21. Kevin, let's move on to our Pick'em Contest games. You know, got the playoff Pick'em going on. It's going to be a lot of fun throughout. We've got to figure out what we're going to do for the grand champion of the playoff seating. Uh, but that's presented each and every week by our friends at Hannah Engineering. Uh, but going into this first game, a tight ball game, we had TL Hannah getting all they could handle from White Knoll. This is a game where White Knoll led by double digits in the fourth quarter, but Hannah's able to use a defensive play. Coach Tone, uh, Coach Tone and these guys, I mean, he, they just get plays from everywhere. They know how to win, but they win a thriller Friday night, 36-35. to 35. Like you mentioned, White Knoll goes into the fourth quarter with a 12-point lead. John and, I are, John and I are sitting in the game Friday night looking at the scores. I'm like, John, they're not, they're not built to come back from that, but I'd be dang if they didn't. You know, an early touchdown run by Latimer, and then they get the pick six, uh, I think about halfway through the fourth quarter there to win it. Great game there for T.L. Hanna. You know, and like Coach Tone told us after the Hillcrest game, they just find a way to win, man. Uh, yeah, I do want to give a shout-out to, to White Knoll and what they did this year to Coach Pelham. Had those guys six in their first-time school history. Kind of struggled down the stretch, but they come back and play really well in this 4-1 matchup. You know, Corrette Landon Sharp goes 24 for 41, 345 and four touchdowns. Also through four picks, and that's what really cost them there. But great game for him. I know he's back next year. Um, that'll be a fun team to follow next season. But that was a game, you know, I said on a pre-show drill that if I was looking for a 1-4 to watch out for, it was that one because I knew White Knoll yeah. could really light, light up the scoreboard there. But T.L. Hanna, man, you know, just a, a great win because it doesn't matter how you do it in the playoffs as long as you get it done. Um, so it's a huge win for those guys at home. They're at home again this week. Um, so great job by Coach John Tone and the Yellow Jackets. If I'm not mistaken, T.L. Hanna had a bye week last week. They did. did. They yeah, did. You got to see maybe that factored in a little bit of rust going into the, the game, maybe a slow start. Uh, but when it counted, they were able to get it done down the stretch. 
amount of comeback, much like we saw in the second half against um, Hillcrest when we saw them play a few weeks ago. But congratulations to them winning 36 to 35. Moving on, we had Carolina Forest beating River Bluff 42 to 28. This is a game where uh, Carolina Forest got a big game from their quarterback, Scott Saylor. Uh, he threw for five touchdowns in this game. The offense is rolling. Uh, they were able to contain that dynamic offense at, at River Bluff just enough uh, to get a two-score win. This game was tied 21-all at one point. Carolina Forest really took it took all from there. Um, you know, Saylor and those guys have gotten it going last few weeks, and they scored 40-plus, I think, two or three weeks in a row now, I think it is now. They've gotten it figured out under Coach Mark Morris there. And their team drill all of a sudden, like obviously everybody's a contender now this late in, in the playoffs. But oh, yeah. they've got a really good shot, I feel like. You know, with that offense, they, if they can light it up like that, they can make a serious run here uh, in lower state. Most definitely. The next game we had was Catawba Ridge getting the offense going. Uh, they've kind of struggled on that side of the ball throughout the year, but they had an explosion. They score 63 on Riverside, who puts up 28. So a big win for the Copperheads. That's got to be a great boost for that program after an emotional loss in the region championship last week against Northwestern to knock off a really good Riverside team that's got a dynamic offense. Um, so congratulations to the Copperheads in that one. They really got the run game going, which is big for those guys on a, on Friday night. Um, you know, and they contain. You know, holding a Riverside team to twenty eight is a pretty solid performance here as well for, for them. You know, I know Riverside scored a couple times early in the second half to kind of make it a little bit tighter, and it got a little bit uneasy. Tallbridge came back to kind of you know put the hammer down there and win it late. Um, do want to give a, a shout out to Coach Rochester and Riverside there. You know, going to the playoffs back to back years for the Warriors is just a huge accomplishment. That's a team that they can really build off of that. Obviously, you want to win a game at some point, but just Making it back to back years has been great. They're really building something there, I feel like. But Catawba Ridge, the Copperheads, they're, you know, like I said, the one loss that, that game last week, Northwestern game, they could have won, had a good shot at it. They're yeah. playing good football. I'm, I'm glad to see them bounce back uh, and get a nice win on Friday night. And I want to give a special shout out to the quarterback of the Riverside Warriors. He ends his career on uh, Friday night. He he helped, you know, lay that foundation for that program. And he was really good to us as well. One of the first interviews we, we ever did, you know, as a duo here. Um, and that's Rob Sanders. The kid was was very gracious, a really high performer. College coaches, if you're listening to this, go take go check out the film on him. He's a dynamic playmaker, and I want to give him a special shout out there. Uh, but the Riverside Warriors in their season against Catawba Ridge on Friday. Moving on, points. You know, points were going to be a theme if the South Aiken Thoroughbreds were on the field. However, <laughs> they were unable to get it done. Greenwood knocks them off 49 to 42 in a back and forth matchup as the thoroughbreds have done about eight times this season. Uh, you know, Greenwood's able to get just enough <laughs> to get it done, you know, win that game by seven points. Got a boost a few weeks ago with V Morton. They stumbled down the stretch, but they're able to get this round one victory. Just an unreal game. Uh, you know, two. I, you kind of say contrasting styles because Greenwood wants to, you know, the wing tee and South Lake wants to spread it out. But they both want to run the ball a lot. And yeah. that's what they did on Friday night. You know, big games from Terrence Smith, big games from the Greenwood guys all over there. Um, just a, a wild football game. You know, hats off to, to, to Greenwood, a team that we kind of left for dead after a couple tough losses late to, to both Greenville yeah. and Westside, really non-competitive in both those ball games. To come back and, and get a win tonight was, was huge. You know, they had a 14-point lead at half. Got a little hairy there. Let South Lake come back and tie it up. But just too much firepower late for Greenwood. And, you know, we say about say this about teams like those guys and T.L. Hannon where there's such a tough out in the playoffs at these higher levels because 
you don't see a lot of 4A and 5A teams running that wing T anymore. Um, so if they can get a win, get rolling, they're not going to be easy for anybody to beat here uh, when it matters in November. Most definitely. It's, it's hard to defend, especially those programs who run that style of offense at an elite level like the ones you mentioned. South Aiken, you know, they were my sleeper team going in. I was really high on them coming into the season. They played much better in the region, got that two seed, hosted a playoff game. I think they're a year away. They do lose some key pieces on that offensive line. Um, I think they had like four or five seniors that kind of like led them. Uh, but they do bring back the dynamic backfield of Edwards and Smith. You know, those are some really good players. So you, you can always build around that. I think the thoroughbreds are still going to be good next year. But congratulations for Greenwood in winning that game. And moving on to 3A matchup, we had Brooklyn Casey, you know, kind of jumping all over Hanahan. Brooklyn Casey wins this game 36 to 7. Thought this would be a tighter ball game. Should have seen it. Hanahan hasn't played their best ball going into the playoffs after they got a, excuse me, they surged in the midseason. Uh, but Brooklyn Casey, they're coming off, of, you know, like like a lot of these teams, a, a tough loss in a region championship game last week, but they put the pieces together and get a good victory in round one. This is a huge win, especially with them being without two key players. You know, quarterback Tanner Staten out with a shoulder injury, Deshaun Washington out with an ankle injury there. Had to go really run heavy with Nas Mays. Now, luckily for them, I guess you can say luckily, but, you know, they had to play a couple games earlier in the year without states. They kind of had a game plan of how to go kind of wildcat and whatnot with Mays there. He had a huge game. Hats off to those guys. Not sure the status of state and Washington moving forward, yet you hope you can get those guys back because you, you don't want to see a team you know, have to play without, you know, full strength, especially this time of year. But great win from Coach Sharpie. Just, a, you know, a great game plan. A hand-to-hand team that had been – you know, they had a really good year, struggled a little bit down the stretch here, but had some good playmakers, especially there. But hats off to Brooklyn Casey for pulling this out without two really key players here. And our last pickup contest game is Timberland over King Street, 26 to 6. Uh, game, another game we thought would be pretty close here. Timberland's really they've, – they've kind of struggled offensively. The defense has been fantastic all season. Uh, but we kind of saw that, and we thought, you know, King Street's got a lot of athletes. We thought they would be able to, you know – I thought they would be able to beat the Timberland. I picked King Street to win this game, and uh, boy, was I wrong. Timberland was able to put together a complete performance and get a rather easy, comfortable victory. I, I agree with you, Drew. I had King Street as well. You know, Timberland, a team that has struggled to score all year long. I was like, hey, you know, if, if they can't put points on the board, King Street's going to find a way to get on their board with Myers and those guys there. But they didn't. You know, Timberland, the Wolves played a great football game, you know, putting up 26. With that defense, if they can score more than 20, they're going to win almost every ball game, it feels like, how good, how good they are on that side of the ball. So, big win for those guys. Uh, the Wolves are a team that we hadn't talked a lot about, you know, just because they started off so slow, didn't really have any great impressive wins. Played tough against Oceanside last week for, you know, a couple quarters or whatever it was. They're wow. starting to kind of peak, yeah, starting to kind of peak at the right time. Maybe they can get hot and do something. But a uh, big win for those guys on Friday night. Love to see it. Again, those pick'em contest games, jump in there if you haven't uh, for these last few weeks. Uh, those finals are T.L. Hanna 36, White Knoll 35, Carolina Forest over River Bluff 42 to 28. We had Catawba Ridge knocking off Riverside 63 to 28. Greenwood over South Aiken in a close one 49 to 42. Brooklyn Casey beats Hanahan 36 to 7. And Timberland knocks off King Street 26 to 6. Kevin, let's jump into the rest of the scoreboard. Uh, let's go top down here, start looking at some of these, these matchups, and uh, you got some commentary, just jump in. Let's do it. 
So the first one we got, we got Spring Valley falling to JL Man. They win this game 33 to 21. JL Man wins a playoff for the first time in a long time. Congrats to Scoot Watson and the boys there. Yeah, that's awesome for those guys. I know Ethan Anderson and McClellan and Cage all had big games there Friday night. Just you, you love to see that. You know, they got to host a game and win it. First time playoffs in, I think, around 10 years or so. That's just awesome for them moving on to round two here. They can really build off of that. You know, Coach Watson, we had him on earlier this year as well. So go check that on our YouTube page and our Facebook page. He was awesome to talk to. You know, he's a guy who went to Greer High School. He knows how to win, knows sure. what it takes to win. He's trying to build something there at JL, man. That's just great for the Patriots to get that dub. Most definitely. We had Dutch Fork knocking off Malden 56 to nothing. Kind of saw that one coming. I think Malden, they kind of snuck in the playoffs winning that game uh, there late. Um, the next one, we had Nation Ford falling to Spartanburg 59 to 17. The Vikings continued to play well. Dorman beats Clover 37 to 7. Uh, this is a matchup of two teams that played earlier in the season, and the, and the score was a little bit closer. So Dorman enacting a little uh, frustration after, you know, their their stumbles down the stretch to win by 30. Yeah, it's big for them to get that win so convincing. Like I said, I think it was a 14-point game the first time around. Big win for Coach Curtis and crew. They're getting this first playoff win at Dorman. Obviously, your, your reward is getting to play Dutch Fort next week. We'll see how that goes. But great to see them bounce back and have a good performance after a couple tough weeks in a row there for the Cavs. Most definitely. We have Blythewood blanking Bowling Springs 40 to nothing. That sets up a matchup for Blythewood next week. Against Burns, the Rebels. Burns, that's it. We just talked about that. The next matchup, we have Gaffney beating Rock Hill 60 to 23. Lexington blanks Wando 45 to nothing. Uh, Chapin falls to Sumter 14 to 33. I think Chapin held a 14, 14 nothing lead in, in one was, point. It was close game. early, yeah. Somerville knocks off Conway 48 to nothing. We have Goose Creek over West Ashley 40 to 2. Kane Bay beats Ashley Ridge 30 to 13. Fort D beats Stratford 37 to 21. St. James beats, or excuse me, St. James falls to Berkeley in a close one 14 to 12. Yeah, a lot of fun in 5A there. A um, couple surprises, like we mentioned, that Berkeley game was a surprise there. You know, had a lot of close ones early that. That Sumter Chapin game, along with the, you know, Carolina Forest and Bluff close early, kind of got away from them. Um, you know, Fort D. Stratford was close for a while too. So, uh, but in, in five, I really thought the teams you kind of you thought would win did did win pretty much in round one. Moving on to four A, we had Hartsville knocking off Lucy Beckham thirty three to fourteen. Congratulations to Coach Smith and that pro that Beckham program in their first year making the playoffs. Um, they just got a tough draw against Hartsville in that dynamic backfield. Uh, we had Bluffton knocking off Westwood 49 to 20. Uh, let's see. We had North Augusta beating easily 25 to 14 in the close one. That's a good win there for North Augusta. You know, an easily team that, like we said on the preview show and also on our radio hit on Friday, they had the talent and the offensive firepower to beat anybody. You know, it's a Sutton kid. He's that dynamic where if he goes off, he can win you a football game. Uh, North Augusta. Big win for those guys under Coach Quinn, a, a team, a, a one seed that's kind of been forgotten about, I feel like, a little bit there in 4A. But big win for those guys uh, to keep on, you know, rolling and, and keep home field here for another week at least. The Greenville Red Raiders, they blank, they blank Aiken 63 to nothing, man. The Red Raiders are figuring it out this, this late in the season. Greer, excuse me, as we said earlier, Greer fell to South Point. We had Westside beating Midland Valley 45 to 35. AC Flora rolls Wilson 49 to 14. Wilson just the wheels fell off late in the season for them. 
Myrtle Beach in a tight one. Very up and down season for the Seahawks. They win this game 24-21 over May River. They get an at-large bid in the playoffs and win round one. So inconsistent. They started off so slow, had some nice wins in the middle. They come back and lose their arch rival 14-7 in North Beach. So we have to get an at-large bid, go on the road to May River. And they beat a good May River team. I don't know what to make yeah. of these guys. So, you know, we talk about all year. They've got the talent. They really do. It was interesting, Drill. That now sets up a rematch with West Florence, a team that they had on the ropes, yep. had a pretty good chance to win against earlier in the year, a region foe. We're going to see how this game goes uh, next week. But hats off to Coach Wilson and to kind of get those guys up off the mat after a tough loss last week to come back and get a win uh, in round one over May River. I guess you can explain that with youth. I mean, just very up and down. They have a young team there. So Myrtle Beach, you know, they're just they're talented, but they're just up and down. So we'll see what they they bring on on next Friday in round two. We had Irmo squeaking by North Myrtle Beach 14 to 7. South Florence, uh, they just stopped scoring. They win this game 61-18 over Rutland Northeast. Indian Land beats Lawrence 41 to 20. A, a really um, yeah, technically an upset there. Lawrence was a one seed. Indian Land was not, uh, but that's really kind of one of those things where you get the, the strongest 4A conference going up against the, the weakest 4A conference probably there. Uh, big win for the Warriors. Uh, hats off to Indian Land. You know, they had a little bit of a tough end of the season. They started off really, really well, but then in region play had a couple tough losses. But, uh, you know, Lauren's a team that fought hard. They were really bad early in the year. They were on my stock down multiple weeks. Come back to win that region. Um, you know, couldn't get it done last Friday night, but but good season for those guys. But uh, really nice win for Indian Land on the road uh, at Lawrence. Come back to win that region after losing their starting quarterback as mm -hmm. well. So, so congrats to Lawrence. Unfortunately, their season comes to a close. We have West Florence. They bounce back after a loss last week. They win this game 52-27 to over Lugolf Elgin. I, you know, I told John on the spaces on Friday night, uh, you know, hats off to him. The Demons had a 7-0 lead early, so they can hang their hat on that Lugolf oh, Elgin always. can. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, honestly, you know, good season for those guys. A, a team yeah. that was, you know, written off. You know, we didn't think they'd win more than a game or two all year. To make the playoffs, uh, have, you know, a few wins was a really good a good season there for Lugolf Elgin. So, Obviously ran into a, you know, a really tough team, West Florence, on Friday night, but uh, a good building block for that program. And to close out for it, we had Northwestern uh, beating Wade Hampton 64-7. to This is another situation where Wade Hampton getting in the playoffs, not being there for a while, hadn't won a game in a while, making it to the playoffs behind those young playmakers. Congratulations to them. Yes, no doubt about it. You know, a, a lot of older kids there, like, like Cooper Tankersley and whatnot, a guy who was our play week last week. Um, great to see their hard work finally pay off and get some wins making the playoffs this year, but uh, too much firepower over there at Northwestern. Moving on to 3A, we had Seneca knocking off Wren 45 to 20. You got to think the Hurricanes, they're looking, you know, what could have been with the season, had those late transfers before the season kicked off, played well in the region, uh, but weren't able to overcome it. Great win for Seneca. Um, you know, offense played great. 45 points is solid there. Evanson had a big game as well, like he always does, it feels like there. The Bobcats, a team that's forgotten about being that Daniel region, it feels like. A couple of tough losses here to Daniel. I think it was St. Joe's beat them as well. Um, but they had a good year um, and on to round two for those guys. Speaking of Daniel, they knock off Southside 49-14. to Chapman in a closer game than we expected against Emerald 20-7, to their winners. Uh, Woodruff beats Broom 42-35, uh, or excuse me, 42-34. to Tough couple of weeks for Broom as they close out, but they've, they've got a dynamic running back there in, in McGill, so they should be good next season. Camden beats Laura 
Packers 29-2. Uh, hate the lower season ended the way it did, losing the quarterback. What Another what-could-have-been situation, but injuries, unfortunately, are part of the game. Gilbert Blank's battery creek, 49 to nothing. Uh, thriller of a game here. We had Manning over Lakeview, probably the best game of the night. I think it went into three overtimes, if I'm not mistaken, but it finished 44 to 42. Yeah, a Lakewood team has got a lot of athletes. The Brandon Seasing is an NC State commit there, can really play for those guys. You know, Manning obviously has got the, the Rames kid committed to South Carolina. That's a program that we've kind of like not talked a lot about, the Monarchs, and, and they finished second in that region behind Dillon. Had a lot of nice wins. Another very nice win on Friday. Lake was a team that could have beat them. I thought was probably going to beat them. It's a big win for Manning there. Uh, they're a team that has played uh, outplayed expectations, I'll say, this season. The Powdersville Patriots roll in round one. They beat Crescent 50-14. to 14. We had Crestwood over Aner 38-30. to 30. Uh, Dillon rolls uh, rival Marlboro County 49-12. to 12. Chester beats Blue Ridge 56-37. to 37. Uh, the Travelers Rest Devil Dog season comes to a close. They fall 49 to, I think it was 49 14. If I'm showing a score of 49 to 8 here, but Clinton beats them. Uh, the Red Devils continue to play well. They match up next week against the winner of this game. BHP knocks off Walhalla 36 to 18. We had Buford shut up, shut out, excuse me, Orangeburg Wilkinson 52 to nothing. In another shocker of, of a game that we thought would be a little bit closer. Two-score win for Lower Richland. They knock off Phillip Simmons 35-21 to to close out 3A. That's Lower Richland's best one of the year. Uh, a team that we had high hopes for um, early in the year going into the season. Did not play well during the year. Didn't play well in region play either. They put it together Friday night finally. You know, they've got a lot of talent. You know, obviously the Diamond, Horn Diamond Hornets led by Nate Branch, a really good receiver committed in East Carolina. Plenty of talent there. Um, glad to see them get a win, and, and they, they're a team that can be dangerous with, with the kind of athletes they had there on their sideline. Keenan rolls Landrum 62-29 to, to to not to start off our two-way slate. Um, Abbeville, big winners over Columbia, 70-14. to 14. The Panthers are clicking on all cylinders in playoff time, of course. I believe I read that Abbeville ran 11 offensive plays on Friday night and scored 70 points. That was cool. Um, I know they had at least one punt return touchdown. Okay. Not sure how many other defensive and special teams touchdowns touch they have, but um, a, a very efficient performance for those guys for sure. I was going to say, I mean, the math there, you know, I'm not the brightest guy, but I was going to say we got one play from scrimmage that didn't go the distance, but uh, good to hear that you had those game notes there. Yeah. Fairfield Central knocks off 96, 28 to 7. Great Collegiate blanks Fox Creek 54 to nothing. They uh, get to host a playoff game in their new stadium next week if all is going according to plan. AJ, Andrew Jackson beats Ridgeland Hardyville 66 to 26. We had Buford over Andrews, 36-23. Actually, I think I thought Andrews beat Buford, I believe, actually. Let me check right. that score while you continue to go through there. All right, so we may need to flip that. I might have the wrong notes here. Uh, Wade Hampton, they knock off Central in a tight one, 13-7. Oceanside Collegiate, they beat Lee Central, 41 to nothing. Newberry over Batesburg-Leesville, 30-20. That's the game where Batesburg-Leesville beat Newberry earlier in the season. Love to see Coach Jeter's squad coming back and getting that win there. Uh, hats off to him. And I do have – I have Andrews 50, Buford 21 as a final. Actually, I think it was the correct final there, Drill. Then we got some bad intel on the on the score stream over there. It wouldn't be – it's not the first time, won't be the last time we got some bad info using score stream. I uh, got Silver Bluff knocking off Mid-Carolina 27-14. to 14. 
Uh, Woodland beats Lake Marion in a closer game than we anticipated, 47-33. to Barnwell, the War Horses continue to roll. They beat Bishop England 42-7. to And you guys uh, just wait until we drop this uh, Tyler Smith stat line on you here in a little bit. Um, just an unreal game again from him. Um, and Barnwell is just a team that's cruising right now in the playoffs. We got Saluda beating up on Liberty 43-7. to Strom Thurman, one of the hottest teams in the state. They beat Chesney 35-7. to And I wanted to save this one for last. Probably the upset of the playoffs so far. We have Marion falling to Shirah 21 to 20. You know, you, you might not think that normally. Of course, you know, Shirah, they're going to win. They've been down this season. This is a, a game where I think Marion beat the Shirah team earlier in the season by close to 50 points, if not more than 50 points. Yeah, Marion scored 70 on these guys a few weeks back. Uh, you know, Zay Brown for Shirah had a huge game at running back. Really great performance. Uh, it came down late. Marion had the ball around the 40, I think, or so. Uh, quarterback rolls out, throws a deep pass, caught for a touchdown, actually call a holding on the backside to back him up, and that's all she wrote there for the Swamp Foxes. A huge win for the Braves, a team that we had written off several times throughout the year. Uh, we thought they were done, thought they might not win a game. They got hot late, man, and, and they knock off one of the – you know, I think they were uh, in the receiving votes area of our poll, so one of the top six, seven teams in 2A people thought. Sherrall knocks him off round one. Huge win for the Braves. Most definitely. We got moving on to one A. We got Calhoun beating Dixie 33 to 21. Wagner Sally knocks off Ware Shoals 56 to 37. We have Whitmire falling to St. Joe 61 to 6. Lamar blanks Allendale Fairfax 41 to nothing. Christchurch over Macby 45 to 7. Southside Christian beating Blackville Hilda 42 to nothing. Lewisville, they run it up on Hunter Connor Tyler. 51 to 8. Uh, C.A. Johnson beats Ridge Spring Mineta 35 to 12. Denmark Olar knocks off McCormick 40 to 8. Estel in another eye-raising game here. Estel's the team that's played fantastic all season. They get in a shootout with Hannah Pamplico 60 to 56. They're able to survive that first round matchup. Man, Coach Johnson had those boys going on Friday night. Uh, just a, a crazy score there in that game. You know, Hannah Pimpico is a team that that last year caught a bad draw, had to play Barenberg Earhart round one. We thought they had a chance. They did, couldn't quite pull it out. This year, I had to play Estel round one. Tough. You know, I mean, they're a very good football team. You know, didn't quite get the region wins they needed to get a better seed. Yeah. But they were a tough out, and they always will be a tough out. Um, good season for those guys. They almost pulled it off on, on Friday night. But big win for the Gators. You know, like I said earlier, doesn't matter what the score is. Just, you know, you, as long as you go one and up, move on. That's what matters. Survive in advance, and that's what Baptist Hill did against Scott's Branch. They win this game eight to nothing. Cross all over East Clarendon, thirty-nine to nothing. Johnsonville, they they've gotten it going the last few weeks. I know they've been dealing with some injuries, but they they beat Military Magnet fifty-seven to fourteen. We beat Carver's Bay over St. John sixty-five to six, and we have Bamberg knocking off the Latta Vikings forty-two to twelve. Latta had a great season. But it looks like Bamberg, you know, is getting their mojo going as they get into the playoffs, and that completes the 1A slate, Kev. Yeah, Bamberg getting a little healthy now here uh, heading into the playoffs, which is big for those guys. I don't think they're quite as good as last year's team that won lower state, but they're young and they're getting some confidence here rolling at the right time, Drell. But do you have those skis of scores as well we can roll in here, Drell? Or do we yeah, let's roll. Let me run through those skis of scores as well. We'll start at 4A. Going into skis, obviously we don't have as many here. We have Hamma. <laughs> Hammond, excuse me, Hammond beats Augusta Christian 49 to 7. 
again, we have Ben Lippenfall in the Trinity Collegiate 21 to, uh, 21, 28 to 21, excuse me. Heathwood Hall falls to Porter Gout 20 to 17. And Lawrence Manning knocks off Cardinal Newman 28 to 14. Moving on to the 3A classification. Uh, this is a PD Academy wins by forfeit, uh, two to nothing. We saw that earlier in the week over Hilton Head Prep. Hilton Head Christian falls to Florence Christian, 43 to 36. That's a big time win for Florence Christian there. A really big surprise there in that one, Drell. Uh, Florence Christian team that got the doors blown off by PD just, you know, two weeks ago. A Hilton Head Christian team that people thought was, you know, if not the favorite, probably the second favorite in 3A to get knocked off, uh, you know, at home on Friday night. Huge win there for FCS, a uh, big win for the Eagles. Whale of a bow game. We had Pinewood Prep knocking off First Baptist 28 to 26. And Wilson Hall beats John Paul 35-8. to We'll go on to 2A. In 2A, we have Northside Christian falling to Colleton Prep 27-7. to Buford Academy beats Orangeburg Prep 36-23. Uh, we had Spartanburg Christian falling to Bethesda Academy 48-14. to Thomas Sumter falling to Williamsburg 43-12. to And I think that wraps up that one. And we will move to 1A here. The Kings Academy falls to Lee Academy, 54 to 13. Calhoun Academy beats Clarendon Hall, 29 to 6. Thomas Hayward beats Dorchester, 42 to 14. And we have St. John's Christian beating Patrick Henry Academy, 42 to 6. And if you guys missed our skis of playoff preview last week, we dropped. Uh, go check that out. It's on our uh, podcast pages, Spotify, App, Google, et cetera. Drill and I talked to Neil Minton and Rip Ripley from the This Week in Skis Athletics podcast. A lot of really good info there. Not only do we preview some of the round one games, we talked about some favorites and sleepers. So just because round one's over, don't think you don't think the information is not any good anymore. So a lot of good stuff. There's so definitely go tune in for that and, and listen to who those guys have and some of the favorites um, in the skis of playoffs drill. Um, anything else, uh, any notes you want to add in um, to that round one of action across skis or the high school league? We're going to give the eight man some love as well. Just do it. Do we're it. Here and we're in the playoffs. Faith Christian School, they knock off Francis Hugh Ward. Law Academy 42-16. We have Holly Hill all over Lawrence Academy 74-28. And Richard Wynn, big winners against Jefferson Davis Academy 56-18. Love to hear that. Uh, one note I do have, Drell, before we move on is uh, Gaffney head coach Dan Jones. He tied the all-time wins record at Gaffney with 119 with their victory Friday night over Rock Hill. He can break it this week if they take down JL Mann. So congrats to Coach Jones there. I mean, that is a one of the premier programs, if not honestly the premier program in the state, uh, all time, 18 titles all time. Just to tie that all time wins record is, is really cool. And that's really awesome for him. Yeah. And you, you think about like the blue blood program, so to speak, in South Carolina, you got to put them at the top. It's not one of those teams, you know, like I'm here in Chicago just watching Notre Dame. We're not talking about a team that won a state championship 30 years ago. We're talking about, team, you know, they, they're the defending state champions. They've been doing this for a long time. So congratulations to Coach Jones there. Really, really cool for him, Drew. But let's take a look now at our Stock Up feature from Founders Federal Credit Union. A um, couple guys I have here on Stock Up, JL Man and Burns. You know, JL Man we talked about earlier, just getting a playoff win is so great for those guys. And, and they did it pretty convincingly, too. You know, Spring Valley hadn't had the best year, but Coach Bacon knows how to coach in the playoffs. Big win for Coach Watson and the Patriots there. And then Burns. Getting a win over a team that, you know, we had Hillcrest at number two in our poll for a while this year. We had them as a legit state title contender. Burns goes on the road and beats those guys 
huge win for the Rebels, and, and they've got so much confidence right now coming off, coming off of wins over Hillcrest and then Gatling before. Those guys are rolling going into round two. Most definitely. Let me rattle off a couple here. I got Timberland, man. That's a that's a huge win over King Street. It's a program that's hung their hat on the defense, but they are they got a complete performance on Friday in their game. They're Shiraz, the upset of the playoffs so far. I mean, we got to show them some love. Number one, they held Marion to 20 points. Number two, this is a team that embarrassed them earlier in the season. And, and this is a very proud program, so just love to see them do that. And then Greenwood, I got to show them some love. You know, they kind of stumbled down the stretch, weren't playing their best football. They're able to, to get it going on Friday and knock off a really talented South Aiken team. I've got Carolina Forest, a team that is getting really hot right now. You know, a team that a lot of people thought River, River Bluff was going to win that game on Friday night. Um, yeah. You know, Carolina Forest, that passing off of Scott Saylor has gotten it rolling. They're a, a real tough, uh, tough out now in 5A. And then Lower Richland, to, to pull it together after a tough season, uh, you know, a season where they had really high hopes, made a deep run last year in the playoffs, had not lived up to the hype so far this year. To put it together and beat a good Phillip Simmons team on the road, great win there for the Diamond Hornets. And then on the Skiza side, I've got Trinity Collegiate, a team that we just mentioned beating Ben Lippin in our game of the week, a, a team that lost to Ben Lippin by 30-plus a few weeks back. This is back-to-back great weeks for the Titans. Their hats off to those guys. And then Florence Christian going on the road, beating a, a very tough, very good Hilton Head Christian squad. Huge win for the Eagles there. Uh, congrats to those guys. Uh, Drew, I think we should just skip stock down this week because if you're stock down, basically yeah. your season's over. So we'll just stick it to, to stock up for Founders Federal Credit Union this week, and then we'll move on here to our next segment. Kev, let's jump in. We're going to look at a new segment that we're starting here. We're going to talk about our playoff performers of the week, and we got some really great performances in round one here. And we're going to start off with some skis of guys at Trinity Collegiate. We had Carter Hardy went 12 for 15 for 220 yards, three touchdowns, ended up with 57 yards rushing, another touchdown, just a great performance. We had Cortland Brunson, three catches for 131, three touchdowns. Bryson Scott with two picks. We had Matthew Warren, seven tackles, three tackles for loss, a sack, and a PBU. So great to see those performances from Trinity Collegiate in their big win over Ben Lippitt. Bryson James, Mr. Football finalist, you know, someone we hear from every week. This is a very efficient light work performance against TR in the first round. Five carries, 142 yards, two touchdowns at 28.4 a clip. Uh, moving on, we had Juju Huntley from Florence Christian. Got to love the skis of guys. 32 totes, 286 yards, five touchdowns, and an interception. Had another pick six called back. So great to see him have a whale of a ball game. Kevin, you got some more for us? Yeah, a couple more guys I've got here um, from Friday night's action. We've got Blaine Simons at Daniel, 24 for 31, 261 and a touchdown. Also 10 for 50 on the ground, two more touchdowns there. Eli Mert from Daniel, 13 catches, a buck 49. Tremaine Davis, two interceptions there for Daniel. And then Caleb Sutton at Easley, 12 for 15, 203, two touchdowns passing and 14 for 62 rushing. And then Taylor Scott from Easley Drill, 22 tackles and 1.5 tackles for a loss. Huge game for him there. Ian Grissom at Louisville, 14 for 16, six passing touchdowns, 236, all in the first half. Didn't he play the second half there for, for the Lions? From uh, Brooklyn Casey, got Ezekiel Nas Mays here, 14 carries, a buck, 63, and four touchdowns. And then Will Young, he, he added eight carries for 123 and a touchdown. 
Tade Mines from Lexington, alone for 15, 237, three touchdowns, and a 35-yard touchdown run as well for Taden there. Darren Lloyd at West Lawrence. Drills is two games out of the last three. He's going for 300-plus. He had 27 carries, 360 yards, five touchdowns. A huge night from Darren Lloyd there for the Knights. From Dutch Fork, we've got Jarvis Green. 152 rushing, two touchdowns, five receptions of 102 receiving a touchdown there for him as well. A Liam Appler, a four-touchdown night, 10 for 13, 193. Also uh, had three touching, three rushdowns, three touchdowns rushing. Sorry, three touchdowns passing, a touchdown rushing on a 67-yarder there as well. Any other nominees? Let's see who else I've got here in my photos from this week. Drew Spires or Richard Wynn. Nine rushes, 103, three touchdowns, two receptions, 24 yards and a touchdown, six tackles, and a couple punt returns for some yards there for Drew at Richard Wynn Academy. Also got – already said those guys, already said those guys. That might be it, Drill. Actually, doing a shout-out, uh, RJ Livingston, Jaden Ferguson at Burns, two big-time playmakers there. For those guys, had a huge game. Uh, also, um, Sedarian Harrison at Woodland had a big game. Want to give him a shout-out. You mentioned Rob Sanders earlier at Riverside Drill. 21 for 31, 334, three touchdowns passing, 13 carries, 85 yards rushing, and it ended with 405 total yards and three touchdowns. Huge game for Rob there in that tough loss. And then Tyler Smith, 22 carries, 343 yards, six touchdowns from Mr. Football Finalist from Barnwell. Another huge game for Tyler Drill. We talked about it, you know, all fair last week. He's got a real shot to get 3,000 yards this season. Most definitely. And I think it's a situation we look at um, KZ Adams from last year. It was a situation where he got really, really hot in those five playoff games, including the state championship team, or excuse me, the state championship game. This is a team in Barnwell that we expect to be in Columbia or, you know, at least, you know, at least in the lower state finals, at least in the lower state. Yep. I keep forgetting they got a matchup with Oceanside. My bad. Uh, but, yeah, he's got a legitimate shot to reach 3,000. That's going to be really cool to see two years in a row, um, and I, I think he's got a, a real shot to do it. I do, too. Uh, so, appreciate you guys sending that stuff in. Uh, definitely do that again next weekend. Love to see all the great stats from the playoffs. These guys are really showing out when the lights are brightest. So, really cool there. And hats off to our playoff performers from round one. Drill, let's get another quick shout-out to our sponsors here before we wrap up the show for the week. Get your head in the game with Founders Federal Credit Union. See how Founders membership could elevate your financial game. Train your financial skills with our wide array of financial tools and services. Visit RelaxJoinFounders.com today to see if you qualify for membership. Relax with Founders Federal Credit Union. Carolina Orthopedic and Neurosurgical Associates is our Game of the Week sponsor. Kona offers the most advanced training and experience in orthopedic surgery, neurosurgery, sports medicine, and pain management in the upstate. Kona offers a synergistic approach for the spine, skeletal system, nervous system, and supporting structures, meaning total quality care for your optimal health. Three convenient locations in Spartanburg, Duncan, and Greenville. Go to Kona.care to learn more about Kona services. That's C-O-N-A dot care. We appreciate you guys tuning in this week. This is your first time. Be sure to subscribe, five-star rate us, all that stuff. You know, find us at moveandchange.com, M-O-V-I-N-C-H-A-I-N-S.com. That's got links to all of our social pages, all of our videos. It's got our MTC road trip on there. It's got region standings and, and records on there. It's going to have the playoff brackets here updated pretty soon as well. A lot of cool stuff in there, including, our, including the locker room, our message board. Get in there and talk some trash here as the playoffs get rolling. Check us out also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, all at Move and Change, M-O-V-I-N-C-H-A-I-N-S. We do a live preview show Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock over on Facebook. Hop in there, talk some ball with us. Really cool to get the engagement from you guys. We do our live Twitter spaces Friday night on Twitter after the game's about 10, 30, 11. We go live and go through all the scores, 
some quick recaps. We have folks join us from all over the state. You can thoughts on the games that they were at. It's really fun to be a part of there. On YouTube, we've got our interview with Coach Jamar McCoy from James Island live right now. Great interview drill. One of the most fun ones that we've done, I felt like. Uh, great to hear about the, the turnaround there at the Trojans program and what all they're doing there in the low country. Go follow those guys as they get ready for a big game against uh, Irmo this week uh, in round two of the playoffs. And like I mentioned, check us out also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, et cetera. That's where you'll find our weekly recap show that Drill and I do. You'll, we'll also put our interviews and our preview show on there as well, audio-only version on there. But check that out. Subscribe and like and five stars and all that stuff. Um, Drill, anything else I'm missing that we've got going on here as the playoffs keep rolling? Besides our playoff pick them, of course. Get, get into that. Um, definitely check out that. The games will drop on Tuesday. We'll have the form out and all that stuff. So definitely hop in there and join that as well, Drill. As always, you got it all covered, so there's nothing more for me to say except a long-winded closing like I tend to do. Uh, looking forward to getting back down to South Carolina so I don't miss any more high school football. Round two is going to be fun. This is where it gets, you know, really good. Kind of, you know, got, I hate to say this, but, you know, no more easy outs. You know, everyone that's playing this far, you know, they, they have legitimate shots to, to make a run. So it's going to be really exciting to see these round two matchups and these games next Friday. Uh, congratulations to those teams that made the playoffs and things just didn't go their way on Friday. That's an accomplishment in itself. When you make the playoffs, you're playing when, when it's cold outside, you know, and other people turned in their pads maybe two weeks ago. That's always an accomplishment. So, you know, congrats to those guys. We, we saw some some talented players, you know, exit this week um, that we didn't want to see. But congratulations to all the winners. Looking forward to your second round matchups. Looking forward to, to getting back with you and, and John and looking forward to seeing the, the preview show on Tuesday. Make sure you all check that out um, because these guys are going to break down some really good matchups. Um, all the games are good now, so it's, it's going to be a lot of fun listening to you all on Facebook Live Tuesday night. Yeah, I think you, Drill, you're right on it about, you know, enjoying this time. And I mentioned the spaces on Friday night where if you're if you're a player listening to this, like, I mean, enjoy the games, man. You know, you never know what it might be your last. 48 minutes. So definitely enjoy it every week of practice with your guys. I mean, that's some of the best times, you know, whether it's, you know, you, you might remember the scores down the road, but just the practice time with your friends, man, you know, never forget about that and enjoy every minute because who knows when it'll be your last game. So definitely take pride in what you guys have done. Keep working and just to enjoy these playoffs as long as you guys can. So hats off to all you guys who made the playoffs. Like I said, if you lost already, we still love you. It's still a great accomplishment, man. Nothing wrong with that at all. But if you're in it, keep keep going and keep balling and keep enjoying the time. But looking forward to round two, man. A lot of great matchups. It's going to be a hard time deciding where to go yeah. um, next Friday night for sure. But for Jarrell Hendricks, I'm Kevin Thomas. This has been our round one playoff recap show for South Carolina High School football here on Moving the Chains. We will catch you guys next week. <laughs>